With the second pick in the 2016 NFL Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Carson Wentz. West Philadelphia, West Philadelphia, West Philadelphia, born and raised. West Philadelphia. In front to Rui Stars! And welcome, everybody, to episode four of the Wiz Wit Podcast, the podcast bringing you news from the best sports city in the world, Philadelphia. I'm your host, Anthony DeStefano. We have a fun show today. I hope you are all staying safe during this pandemic. Um, we are going to go over Major League Baseball, maybe playing games during this pandemic. An ESPN report surfaced today saying that it might happen. We're going to go over some basketball. Is Ben Simmons underrated and underappreciated? And then thirdly, I posed a question, who are the top five Philadelphia athletes? And you guys answered. So we will go over them. But first, let's get a word from our partners. Are you planning a party, a wedding, or another event where you need entertainment services, such as event planning, day of coordinating, bartending services, DJ entertainment, catering, professional photography, professional videography? Well, then I have just the place for you. Philly with a twist. Go like their page on Facebook and tell them that Wiz... Wit sent you again. I will be um, tailgating live from one of their tailgate parties. Um, I'll be broadcasting. We'll be having a party as soon as sports is back. But check out Philly with a twist for all your event plannings, especially weddings. They are amazing. Passionate and professional detailing is what describes Sure Style Detailing. They service everything from your daily driver, classics, luxury, and exotic vehicles. They provide first-class personalized detailing services, maintenance, and total surface protection. Sure Style Detailing has a solution needed to protect your vehicles, motorcycles, boats for a lifetime. Every vehicle is treated the same with the utmost care and attention to detail as if it were your own. Invest in quality detail where passion and pride are applied into every step from start to finish. Tell them WizWit sent you and you save 20% on your first detailing. Check out Sure Style Detailing. And then our newest partner, a buddy of mine from college. We used to sit next to each other back in community college. We played a lot of basketball together. He is a genius and he is hilarious. Picture walking into your first therapy appointment, and instead of some old white dude or lady, there's a 6'2 black dude with high-top fro and flamingo socks. Tune into the Unorthodox Therapist, where my boy Tante, a licensed pro counselor based out of Philly, drops you buckets of knowledge on mental health and therapy, and it's available on all platforms. This podcast is amazing. He's doing a Carol Baskin episode um, this week, so check that out. He's going to do like a clinical study or whatever they the smart people call it on Carol Baskin. Should make great radio. Check out the Unorthodox Therapist. And I want to thank those guys for partnering with WizWit. If you want to partner with WizWit, email me at WizWitPod um, at gmail.com. Go follow on Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter at WizWitPod. But now all the housekeeping's done. Let's get into what we do best, and that is talk Philadelphia sports. Are the Phillies coming back 
in May and June. An idea has surfaced early this morning, reported by ESPN, that they want to hold regular season games in empty stadiums in Arizona by late May, early June. Now, how would they get this done? The coronavirus tests are capable of generating same-day results would need to be more widespread and available to MLB in a way that does not diminish access to the general public, a.k.a. they don't want to take away from the public if you can make these tests plentiful that they can get their hands on, MLB would like them, but not take them away from the people who actually need to be tested or the public. They just want more tests to make sure that they can play games safely. Where, under the proposed plan, the entire league would settle in Arizona for the 2020 regular season. Games would be played at Chase Field and at surrounding spring training complexes. And when? Early June regular season game is a target date with teams needing at least a week to 10 days to reach a level of preparedness on the grind. But there is no definitive word as this entire plan is dependent on the availability of COVID-19 tests with rapid turnarounds. Um, So they're thinking about playing baseball. And I like that idea if it's done correctly, if it's done safely. Um, We don't want to put these players at harm. We don't want to keep this virus from spreading. We want to flatten the curve, as they say. But I think the world needs entertainment. And this weekend, uh, WrestleMania still went on in an empty crowd. And even if you're not a wrestling fan, you you can appreciate the showmanship and you can appreciate being entertained. And, you know, it was a gutsy call by WWE, but they did it. And it worked out, and I was entertained this weekend, and it helped me escape the the crazy reality that we are in of quarantine, um, or some of us like me, an essential employee, and the craziness of life right now, where it's almost like an episode of The Walking Dead when you go to the grocery store. But besides that, baseball is America's sport, right? It's America's favorite pastime. Now, how would you conduct these games? The good thing about baseball is there's not a lot of contact. There's not a lot. It's not like football where you're tackling someone. It's not like basketball when you're face guarding someone. It's really pitcher versus batter and then people to catch the ball. Now, I've read that the plan would have people scattered around the stadium. So instead of everyone sitting in a dugout, which is the closest you come to each other in baseball, they'd have they'd be scattered six feet apart in different rows. When it was their turn to bat, they'd come up and bat. There is a safe way to conduct baseball, and I think this is the only sport that you can do it with. So I'd say if the test does not take away from the public, do it. Now, does it suck that we won't get to see Phillies baseball live? Absolutely. I can't imagine not being able to go to the ballpark, but... In the crazy time that we live in, maybe this is how they start it. Maybe May, end of May, early June, they play all their games in Arizona. Hopefully by July and August, this thing's gone. And they say, back in business, let's play as scheduled. Um, The schedule will change, obviously, with how crazy it's going to be having all these games going on. More days off, which kind of hurts the players because I know they got to be away from their families. I don't think they're allowing people to be with their families so they don't give their family the virus. It is scary stuff, this virus. But in a sports sense, and this is a sports show, if we can get Major League Baseball back and make sure everyone's safe and make sure it doesn't spread the virus, I say go for it from an entertainment purpose. Now, will baseball lose money? Yes, but will baseball gain money with partnerships and stuff like that? Yes. So the Phillies might lose money with their their TV deal, and the players are already losing money because they're not playing. This is a way to to get 
MLB back, maybe popular, more popular than ever because it's the only sport that's going to be running. And I think baseball needs that. And it's weird that you're, you're I'm saying like you need to use a pandemic to say baseball needs that. But I believe for a fact that baseball needs its popularity back. And I believe this is the only way you're going to capture it. Because if baseball were to start when other sports started, you have, and this is if, the hockey playoffs and the basketball playoffs starting with football training camp starting, it would be impossible for the MLB to capture the market because it is not as popular as the other sports. Do I want to see Bryce Harper playing? Yes. Do I want to see, you know, Reese Hoskins, Aaron Nola? Yes. You know, do I want to see other players? Mike Trout? Yeah. But here's the thing. What if one player gets it? And then what? Do you shut the league down? You know, do you just, again, like, oh, we're just going to play until someone gets it. And then if one person on one team gets it, they're done. Or do you send them to quarantine and test everyone? Obviously, with these tests, they're going to be rapid um, responses. So you'll have the, the results right away. But the, the fact of the matter remains, you don't know if you have it and you come in and you have it. Well, you just played a game three days ago with these guys. Did you have it three days ago? You know, or did you develop it yesterday when you had a, a doubleheader? It's scary stuff to think about, but if it's done correctly and done safely and done with a plan, which I think the MLB um, has, I think it could be effective. Um, you know, it's going to be really weird watching baseball with, with no fans, but f- the Florida Marlins have uh, made a lifestyle of that. So it's not going to be too weird. Um, I'm just trying to think of a way that this could be, be done safely. I, I like the idea of baseball. I'm scared for the players, um, and I, I think that the curve has to flatten a little bit more before we can start really talking about this. Um, we had a, a, a drop in numbers this weekend, but that doesn't mean anything because now my town has just doubled um, with one place reporting over like 40 cases. So we need to stay safe, and if you can bring baseball back in a safe capacity, much like WWE is kind of doing right now, then I say, go for it. The world needs entertainment. We are watching documentaries on tigers and and um, Carol Baskin right now. That's what that's what the world is 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 come to without sports. So any sport would be great to come back. Baseball probably being the smartest because, like I said, you don't contact a lot of people. You might stand next to them on the base pad again. Can they wear masks? You know, can can the field, you know outfielders wear masks? Can the batters wear masks? Stuff like that could help. You know what I mean? It, it could make it more safe. There's times they want you to keep six foot in a grocery store. Let's be honest. Have you been able to keep six feet away in a grocery store? I'm going to say no. Someone's always walking by you or walking next to you. Baseball's no different. As long as you got your face mask on um, and and, it, and it's safe, then I say play on. Um, and I'd be excited to watch baseball and. It'd make the show a lot more interesting because we'd have more news to report. Um, there's no other news. I'm going to go over next week. The Eagles had a all four Eagles made the all decade team for the NFL. And Kelsey was snubbed. I want to talk about that a little bit. But besides that, there's really no sports news going on until the NFL draft. And that's it makes this show pretty hard. I started at a weird time, but I started because I want to keep people entertained. I want to keep people talking about what we're passionate about. And what we're passionate about is Philadelphia sports. Now, speaking of Philadelphia sports, we have one hell of an athlete in Philadelphia playing for the Sixers. He is Ben Simmons. Now, 
I know what you're going to say. Ben Simmons, that guy can't shoot the ball. To, you know, and guess what? I agree. Ben Simmons needs to shoot the ball. But shooting isn't the only only thing that matters in the game. And it, it comes down to, you know, we want Ben Simmons to shoot. We've seen that he can shoot, but he refuses to. That's my biggest knock on him. Why, why aren't you shooting the ball? You're 15 to 20 feet away. Why are you so timid shooting the ball? But it shows a great patience in his game, and it shows a maturity in his game that he wants to distribute and facilitate instead of shooting the ball. But at the same time, Ben, shoot the ball. We need you to shoot the ball. We love that you're patient. We love that you're a team player. We love that you worked on your defense. We love that you made two all-star games in, in three years. Shoot the damn ball. But I still think Ben Simmons is a little underappreciated in the city of brotherly love. And I definitely think he's underrated around the league. Before going down with a back injury, Ben Simmons was averaging 17 points, 8 rebounds, and 8 assists. How do you ignore that that stat line? The guy's almost averaging a triple-double per game, and we're worried about shooting, right? Now, of course, the points aren't there, but Ben Simmons is a 6'10 point guard, right? That's what he wants to do. He wants to pass the ball. Everyone compared him to Magic Johnson, right? Magic Johnson wasn't a scorer. You could try to compare him to LeBron James. A lot of LeBron James' game early on was taking it to the basket. I'm going to compare him to another younger player coming up here. But he also was averaging 2.13 steals with a total of 115. He's top 20 in defensive rating. So in his career with the Sixers, Ben Simmons has made two All-Star games in three years, right? Had a pretty decent playoff run with the Sixers. Has developed into a better defender. Has worked on his jump shot. He's hit two this year. I know that's not a big number. But he is gradually getting there with shooting the ball. And all we want to yell about is shooting the ball. And I'm in that boat too. I get so frustrated watching Ben Simmons play because I see him pass up shots that I think I can make. But that's not his game. It takes a certain mindset to not want to shoot the ball. Ben Simmons possesses that mindset. Ben Simmons would rather make the easy two and drive it in and take the four-foot shot than try to chance it on a 17-foot shot. Now, one one way that's, that's genius, another way... You're wide open. You're a professional. Hit the damn shot. It's it's so mind-boggling to watch the Sixers because I watch Ben Simmons clog up the lane because he can't shoot, and then when he pops out to the three-point line, people are social distancing themselves. They're six feet away, and then he he doesn't shoot the ball. So then then Embiid has to come up to the top of the key. And now your seven-foot center, who might be one of the best centers in basketball, has to play up, right? He has to play at the top of the key where Embiid shoots a lot of threes. Why is Embiid shooting threes but Ben Simmons isn't, right? Embiid should be down low doing big man stuff. And and that's my one problem with Simmons. I do underappreciate him, though, because when you watch him and you watched him without Embiid, when Embiid wasn't there, Ben Simmons looked like a more confident and a better basketball player. I don't know if something's on, you know, up with their chemistry or not, but when I watch Ben Simmons without Joel Embiid, I think Ben Simmons is one of the better basketball players in this league. When I watch him with Joel Embiid, sometimes they have flashes. Other times they look lost. Is it them? Is it coaching? I don't know. Now, a player 
who came in similar to Ben Simmons was Giannis. Now, Giannis had very quiet couple years. I didn't even know who this guy was until like year four. So we're riding Ben Simmons, who's made two All-Star games in three years. We're riding him about it when the best player in basketball took time to develop. And I think that's what Ben Simmons needs to do. Ben Simmons needs to take time to develop. Now let's look at Giannis' stats, right? Giannis' stats his first year. Four rebounds, two assists, seven points. I'm rounding up here, right? Second year, Giannis. Six rebounds, three assists, 13 points. Third year, seven rebounds, 17 points, right? And um, four assists. Then this is where it becomes eight rebounds, five assists, 23 points. And then 2017 and 18 is when he really started to blow up. 26.9 a game, 26.9 a game, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. 2018, 12 rebounds, 27 points, 6 assists. 2019-2020 season, 14 rebounds, 6 assists, nearly 30 points. We're seeing a development. Ben Simmons' first three years in the league, crush Giannis's, right? So I, I just went over his first three years, right? Year one, 6.8, 4.4, 1.9. Ben Simmons, 15.8, 8.1, 8.2, his rookie year, right? Then we go to 16.9 uh, with 8.8 rebounds and 7.7 assists. Then we go to 16.7 points a game with 7.8 and 8.2 cysts a game. How are we riding this guy so hard? He's obviously proved that he's he's worth it, right? They just signed him to a huge, I think, $170 million extension. We better get used to Ben Simmons. Do I think Ben Simmons could shoot the ball more? And that, that's, that's the whole argument. And that's the only argument us as Philly fans have is he doesn't shoot the ball. That's why we don't like him. I just gave you the best player in the league's first three years. And I showed you Ben Simmons' first three years. And Ben Simmons absolutely destroys Giannis in every single category. Giannis was a work in progress, and Milwaukee handled him well. Milwaukee surrounded Giannis with shooters, and that's what they need to do with Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons is not a scorer. Ben Simmons will never drop 35 a game. He's not hardened. He's not going to drop 29 like LeBron. Can he get up to 21-22? Yes. What I compare Ben Simmons to is Claude Giroux. They will never be scorers but they have the ability to put points on the board in different ways, right? We're going to talk about Giroud being underappreciated and how, oh my God, it's just not about scoring goals. Basketball is not all about scoring baskets. He plays great defense, he facilitates, and he grabs boards. That's what you know. team basketball is. You always need that guy who can pass the rock, who can put the ball down, drive, kick out. To a shooter, J.J. Redick last year, he kick out, J.J. Redick would hit. What did they surround him with to make him better this year? Right? We lost Jimmy Butler. Is Josh Richardson a nice player? Yeah, Josh Richardson a nice player. Is he Jimmy Butler? No, he's not. And then you get Al Horford. Is Al Horford a shooter? No, but you lose J.J. Redick, and then you lose um, Jimmy Butler, and, and you expect Ben Simmons to, to flourish into the score. He's not a scorer. He's a playmaker. 
You put people on the court with him. He can facilitate. They can score. Or he can drive to the basket and put the ball on the ground and get a, and get a tough hoop. And that's where Ben Simmons exceeds. So the Bucks figured out what they needed to do. They surround Giannis with shooters. And I'm watching Elton Brand sign Al Horford because Al Horford was in Bede's kryptonite. So it's like, if you can't beat him, have him join us. That doesn't help the team. That clogs up down low even more. And now Al Horford's standing at a three-point line, shooting over 210 three-pointers a season when last year he shot 208. How does that make the team better when a guy who's not a three-point shooter is standing at the three-point line? How does it make a team better when Embiid is standing at the three-point line instead of playing down low? Brett Brown, I think it's a coaching problem because I would find a way to have Simmons and Embiid both down low, right? Because Embiid shouldn't be at the three-point line, and Ben Simmons isn't going to shoot. Until he starts shooting, you got to come up with a game plan, and I think that's the Sixers' weakness is they have no game plan for it. It's almost like they're playing pickup ball when you watch them. So I think we are a little tough on Ben Simmons. I think Ben Simmons is a great player. Um, he wants Booker from the Suns to join him. Um, there's a big thing about that because he he answered a question on Twitch about it when he was playing a video game that he wants Booker to come join the Sixers. And now they're investigating tampering. It, it's a weird league, but they investigated tampering. Booker is someone that makes Simmons better. That's why Simmons wants him, right? A scorer. You put the ball in his hands, he scores. You give him an open shot, he hits it. Now, I like Tobias Harris. I think Harris is a good player. Harris is still not the best scorer. You know, he can shoot the ball, but we need someone who can create their own shot or hit up a set shot, and I think Redick was great for that. Now, Redick, sometimes he checked a little bit too much and shot, you know, wildly, but Someone like a Lou Williams or someone who could just put the ball in the basket is what the Sixers need. And it's going to make Ben Simmons look so much better. Those eight assists will jump to 11, right? Those eight rebounds might jump to nine, right? And then you have him. Now people have something to worry about, right? That drive and kick is scary. Ben Simmons drives down the lane, kicks it out to an open person who can shoot. That's scary. Now they have to respect that. So it gives Ben Simmons a chance to play the game he likes to play and take it to the hoop. What do you think? Is Ben Simmons underappreciated? Is Ben Simmons underrated? Or do you think Ben Simmons overrated? I want to know what you think. Comment. I mean, I'm not here to argue with anyone. I have the same frustrations as everyone else when it comes to the Sixers. And it's that we have these great talents and we have this great player and the player doesn't want to shoot the ball. And to me, that's mind-blowing, but at the same time, when you take a step back and you examine it in a sports line, you examine it in a basketball line, you don't need to score 25 a game to be a great player. Ben Simmons is almost averaging a triple-double. I think the proof's in the pudding we have something special. And the reason I brought up Giannis is because I want to show people that it is a process. We say trust the process. We say we trust the process. This is a process. I think the kid's 23 years old, right? Maybe even younger. Let, let him grow. Let him grow. Because Giannis, his first three, year, three years, wasn't that good, right? But he had potential. And when the Bucks saw his potential, the Bucks built around him. Time for the Sixers to step up and build around Ben Simmons. We can have Embiid. I know you have Harris locked in. Horford's locked in, which I don't get. But you need to surround this guy with scores. You need to surround this guy that makes him make the team better, if that makes any sense. 
So we're talking about one of the, the top five athletes, in my opinion, in the city of Philadelphia. But I wanted to know, who were your top five Philadelphia athletes, right? So I put the question on, on Facebook, and I can't wait for the show to go live on Facebook. Every, every Sunday night, I'll be bringing you news from the best sports city in the world, Philadelphia, and it will be more interactive. I'll have a chat. I'm going to have a phone line through Skype that you can call after every Eagles game, and we can talk about it. I just can't wait till the world gets back to normal. Um, but again, I hope everyone's staying safe. But I put it on Facebook. Who are the top five Philly athletes? Current, right? So Mike wrote, Number one, Carter Hart. Number two, Bryce Harper. Number three, Claude Giroux. Number four, Zach Ertz. Number five, Travis Konechny. And I can't argue that TK this year blew up in my mind. Like, TK showed, wow. And I'm someone who took a little step back from watching hockey, and I returned this year, and I see TK playing um, along with Kevin Hayes, and I know Claude Giroux the the most underappreciated hockey player, and then you see Carter Hart only losing three games at home, I think, and and – I can't argue with that list. Bryce Harper, Zach Ertz is is Zach Ertz is probably the best tight end in football. Um, we we like it's funny we sit here and we look at Philadelphia as a whole, and we're very judgmental. But at the same time, we have so much talent in the city of Philadelphia that we should be grateful for, right? And you know who wasn't on this list? Al Horford. Right? It's it's like Anthony versus Al Horford. But um, Steve writes, Bryce Harper, Joel Embiid, Miles Sanders, Zach Ertz, Brandon Graham. Love, 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 love the Miles Sanders pick. Um, I don't think he's one of the top athletes yet. I think he has some progression to go. I think he showed that he could be our next Shady McCoy. I think he showed a lot uh, of heart and a lot of durability in the season, taking some big hits. He showed the versat- uh, how versatile he was, being able to catch passes, how to run power, how to run speed. He he was blocking well. Miles Sanders is definitely someone I'm going to put close not breaking my top five. Either is Brandon Graham. I love Brandon Graham. Brandon Graham might be the most consistent Philadelphia athlete right now with the loss of Malcolm Jenkins, or at least the most consistent Eagle. He Every year he brings it. Um, he won us a Super Bowl with a strip sack. That will never be forgotten. But I wouldn't put Brandon Graham on the list. I do like the Bryce Harper and Bede Zach Ertz, but I, I'm going to try to make my top five. I think Ben Simmons is on my list. I don't know. I'm going to keep reading. Uh, Lance wrote by skill. So Lance, I like this because Lance broke it down. By skill, number one is Joel Embiid, two, Carson Wentz, three, Bryce Harper, four, Carter Hart, five, Fletcher Cox. You can't argue it. Fletcher Cox would just vote at the Eagles' best draft pick over Wentz of the decade because, I mean, Fletcher Cox is probably the best defensive tackle in the league, and he's been doing it year in and year out, so I can't argue that. Now, by popularity, Lance says Bryce Harper, Joel Embiid, Carter Hart, Carson Wentz, Zach Ertz. And, and I was about to argue the Carson Wentz thing because I don't think Carson Wentz is that popular until I started seeing this list. And I don't know if it's a popularity thing with Wentz or if people know he's skilled but just expect more. But I almost was like, ah, I don't think people really like Carson Wentz that much. And and that's not me because I love Carson Wentz. Like I said, I'm a Wentz apologist, and I think about his smile six times a day. But who who am I? But, um, yeah, I mean, Bryce Harper Embiid is very popular to trust the process. Zach Ertz. Shows that great. Everyone thinks everyone loves him. 
Um, and then we start getting into the answers when I'm like, ah, I don't think Carson Wentz is that popular or Carson Wentz is considered one of the greatest or great athletes in Philadelphia or one of the top five. And then the list just went on. So Todd wrote, number one, Carson Wentz. Number two, Bryce Harper. Three, Joel Embiid. Four, Carter Hart. Five, Aaron Nola. Nola is a, a name that I think is underappreciated on this list. Um, but this one I want to get to on Todd. And, and Todd, thank you for the comment, and you're awesome. Um, if Simmons would shoot from the outside, he would be top five. But it's hard to put a guy in the top five with really only half a game. Now, I hope that that last segment helped you change your mind on the half the game thing. Um, I think every basketball player is missing elements of the game. I think his is just more noticeable because he doesn't shoot. But I could agree with that. Like I can agree that you don't think Simmons deserves a top five spot because that, that, that major flaw, that major hole in his game. Um, but hopefully the other stats I just read to you kind of makes you think, okay, let's develop this kid. Let's roll with this kid. I have faith in him. Uh, Mike, my brother-in-law, Mikey B writes Carson Wentz, number one. So this is what I'm saying. The first couple answers, Wentz wasn't any, anywhere on the top, right? Here we go. Wentz, number one and B number two, Harper, number three, Ertz, number four, Nolan. Almost the perfect list. Um, I, I, I love Ertz. I don't know if Ertz would make my top five, but we're going to see. We're going to see. I mean, there's a spoiler. Four of them are below on my overlay. There, there are four. And then it's the fifth that it, is it Ben Simmons? Is it Carter Hart? I don't know. Um, let's go into uh, my buddy John. I'm surprised you didn't put Nick Foles on the list. John didn't put Nick Foles on the list. You know, Nick Foles was John's underappreciated under undervalued uh philadelphia talent when i asked and it led to a great little bit um definitely a great clip for for promotion when i told him he had a statue of him but uh john writes number one wentz so this is like i said wentz is now topping the list for everyone harper Ertz, cox hart Ertz, you're gonna make me convince you're gonna convince me that Ertz because i think has Ertz been on almost every list Ertz is all on all the list but one right so far so I can't really argue the Ertz thing. Um, Zach writes, Embiid, Sean Couturier, Bryce Harper, Carson Wentz, Ben Simmons. Um, I, Sean Couturier, great answer. Um, one of those, one of those like five-tool players. I don't know what we call them on hockey, two-way players, right? But like a five-tool player is what, uh, what comes to my mind just because of baseball and I was just on a baseball thing. But he's a two-way player. I mean, that guy can do it all. That guy has... Has all the talent in the world. I, we saw him shut down Malkin years ago in that playoff series. And I just think Sean Couturier is, is very um, very talented. And v- the next leader of this team, I, I truly believe that Sean Couturier will be wearing the C when Giroux's gone. I think that's the guy that's going to usher in the new um, the new decade or new new wave of uh, Flyers hockey. And I think he's going to be wearing the C on his chest. So I think that's a really, really good answer. Um Eric said, Eric gave me top five flyers because he's a huge flyer fan. So shout out, shout out to him. And uh, top five others. Um, he put Carter Hart, Couturier, Kevin Hayes, Konechny. And then he put Matt Niskanen. Um, so Matt Niskanen, Travis Konechny, Kevin Hayes, Sean, Sean Couturier, and Carter Hart. I like that list. Um, Carter Hart's definitely one of the, the young, bright spots of our city. As well as Sean, Coutur- Sean Couturier, like I just said. Next captain, Carter Hart, finally found our goalie, it looks like. This this Flyers hockey movement's going to start growing, and when hockey, you know, we saw it. They won they won ten in a row. They were red hot. They were skating hard. They were putting points on the board. They were stopping stopping goals, and 
that's all that mattered is we had great goaltending. Our defense stepped up and, and played some great day, and, and we were putting the puck in the net. And that, that's what the Flyers needed to do, and that was always my knock on the Flyers um, for the last couple of years is they just don't score enough. They started scoring, and, of course, the season got ended. Um, then Eric gave me his top five non-Flyers. Carson Wentz, Bryce Harper, Zach Ertz, Aaron Noah, Fletcher Cox. I'm starting to see that maybe Zach Ertz should be my fifth, right? Um, Eric B, two Eric's in a row, both spell with a K. Pretty impressive, right? Eric B writes, Carson Wentz, Joel Embiid, Claude Giroux, Bryce Harper, Fletcher Cox. Again, there's the four, fifth. Is it Cox? Is it Ertz? Is it Simmons? They're the three I'm down to. I think Noah's great. I don't think Noah's a top five talent. Um, Dom writes Wentz, Harper, Simmons, Drew, and Bede. Can't argue that. Um, that's pretty much what my top five is. I don't know who my fifth is. I don't know who my fifth is. I'm sorry. Um, Matt broke down three segments in no specific orchard in orchard. Angry or and this is brought to you by Angry Orchard. Um, broke mine down into three segments in no specific order. Order, not hors d'oeuvres. Future. Five to ten years. So this is broken down into players of the future. Wentz and Bede, Hart, Harper, Konechny. Perfect. Popularity. Drew Simmons and Bede, Harper, Wentz. Skill. Lane Johnson and Bede, Ramuto, Cox, Drew. But Nola, Sanders, and Couturier are right there with skill. That's a hard list to argue. I like how you broke that down. Skill. Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson never get. And, and that's just a, playing that position. You never get that recognition that you deserve you know like we loved jason peters the bodyguard we love jason kelsey we 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 love lane um we love brandon brooks but these guys never get the recognition they deserve on being the front line because alignment's not a pretty position defensive lineman is offensive lineman's not a pretty position but it's the most important because it protects your star players and it gives your quarterback time to find your star players when really the line is the star of the show um Love the Lane Johnson answer. Real Muto. I love Real Muto. I, I don't know what the Phillies are doing. I think they're playing with fire. Guy's going to become a free agent. He won it $12 million a year. They took him to arbitration for 10.5. Give the guy $60 million over five years. Give him $12 million a year over five years. Give him $60 million for five years. And you can have the best catcher in baseball for five years. I, that's the one thing I do not understand what the Phillies are doing. You're playing with fire. This guy wanted to come play here. He wanted to come play with uh, Bryce Harper. And now you're taking him to arbitration to save a million bucks. When you're probably going to waste a million bucks somewhere else, right? Give the guy money. Give the guy what he deserves. Man, I would go up to $14 million a year to keep Real Muto on this team. That's how much I think he means to this team going forward. Bryce Harper said in an interview, when we all got here, we want to stay here. We want to build something special. So make, make that promise, make that commitment to Real Muto that he's part of the plan in building something special. Sorry, I went on that rant, but that Real Muto, like the saga of JT Real Muto, and I'm not giving him a new contract. Like, Get a contract on. Why are we taking him to arbitration? Pay the guy his money, let him be a Philly, let him wear the red pinstripes for the next five seasons, and let's move on with it. Now let's get into the last segment. A shorter show this week. Um, not a lot of questions were asked, but that's fine. Like I said, I kind of want it in the 30 to 45-minute wheelhouse. Some will go an hour, but with the live show happening, um, with with football hopefully happening, it's on tap to happen, right? I'll be doing Eagles post game. 
and then I'm going to get into the show. So the shows will start being probably about an hour and 15 minutes when they go live on Sunday because I want the interaction and the interactive part to take over. Um, it gives me something to play off as a host, so I'm really excited for that. But my, my last question is, if you could be a professional athlete in any sport, what sport would you choose and why? Smart money is on baseball. And let me tell you why. The longevity, the guaranteed contracts, and the toll it takes on your body is way less than if you play football, basketball, or hockey. Baseball is not a physical sport. You can play it till you're 40 years old. It's physical, but you're not getting tackled. You're not, you're, you're not getting fouled. You know, you're not skating and getting checked. You're not fighting. So I think baseball is the safest of the four, which then gives you career longevity, which then gives you a bigger payday. So definitely baseball. I'd definitely be a baseball player. And that is the show for the week. I want to thank you guys so much for the feedback. Please go to tpublic.com backslash whizwit podcast um, for t-shirts. I'll have the link down here. I have the whizwit hats. They're available on eBay. Please go pick one up. Please support. I know that you, if you can't during this trying time, don't, obviously. I want you to be financially safe. But um, if you want to support the show and not buy a shirt and not buy a hat, just share it with friends. Let's make this grow. I really want this to, to start being something special for this community, especially the Philadelphia, South Jersey area. I want it to grow down here. I want to be able to do live shows and have people there. I want to be able to do tailgates and have a bunch of people there and, and do live live shows and have everyone just want to talk and everyone want to call the lines and just more interactive and just really celebrate Philadelphia sports. So I hope you guys are staying safe. Thank you so much for all the support. This is WizWhip.